0: for I'm testing.
1: Circles. I'm scared of not true. that I'm still in love with you and I I know I don't really wanna hurt again Ended on good times, it was a lesson learned Hardened the fire, I had to let it burn But then you called me, said that you want me Honestly, I think I wanted it too Making my way to you Making my way, my way
0: Making my you. way to you Yo, what is cracking my people? What is cracking my people? What is, what is up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to yet another episode of ADQ's Renaissance I'm your host with the most Keep it 100 for Ghosts of Ghosts through God I boast, A, B, Q, show me love. Y'all got to be quick with that love, Dagon. I know, I know, I know, I know, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I know, 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 i incredible, I know, I know. yes 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 lord what a weekend it has been so far what a weekend what a week etc 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 um so welcome to yet again another episode of adq's renaissance i'm coming at you live from castle quarrels castle q the uh the 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 huge man cave if you want to call that no i'm not going to call it man cave man caves have roaches and i don't have no roaches up in here anywho so Check me out. Here's a challenge for me, and here's a challenge for everybody else who is pleasantly plump. ADQ has entered a diet. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I hope, I, I I I think I'm a little bit small. Just, just a tad bit smaller in the face. I don't know if I am. It's because I've dropped 11 pounds. I've dropped 11 pounds. Show me more love. Y'all didn't be quicker with that daggone love, yo. Like for real. I've been walking all over Greensboro. I've been trying to cut out all the processed food in my life. <laughs> I would look at sugar and say Satan. I would look at um. Uh, I would look at uh cereal and say Satan. Now I eat mostly oatmeal um non buttered popcorn and um and 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 salads without dressing and i put um some seasoning that you use that uh you that you're supposed to use on popcorn on both the popcorn and the uh salad it tastes wonderful i also try again i, tr- I also try fast i'll try my best to fast it's working so far cause again um, I dropped 11 pounds. I don't know if it's water weight. I don't know if it's weight weight. Either way, I am stepping on the scale. And I am smaller. Hallelujah. So, let me tell y'all what is going on in the world of ADQ. Let me tell y'all what is going on in the world of ADQ. First thing first, you know. You know, if you don't know, now you know. I am going to be portraying the role of Deontay Givens in the uh, original production of *Messy Millennials Starter Pack*, written and directed by Ian Hairston. The way that this guy wrote this dag on play, bruh. yo, it is so fuck, man. I promise you. I promise you, as sure as I am a chocolate king looking as fine as I want to look. As sure as the grass screen, you're going to love this play. I vouch for it. Not only because I'm acting in it, if I wasn't acting in it, I would vouch for it. Yo, um July, July 21st through 23rd, 7 30, CVD Hires Theater. Be there at the Theater. theater let's see who else what else we got going on oh yeah also i am going to be portraying samuel bick samuel bick who conspired to uh assassinate of president nixon in the musical assassins that's right adq is back in the musical baby baby it will take place on august 19th 20th 21st 26th and 27th be at just be at the on just be at uh 400 west radiance drive greensboro north carolina 27403 go ahead and start marking that in your calendars also uh let's make a quick transition need to be quicker than that like for real man what's up with technology these days um uh, so on a sad note, we um, have found out about the Roe versus Wade ruling. You know they had it overturned um, ADQ's pro-life, but I do believe that a woman should have the right to control her own body and do what she wants with her body. You check out. You can check out my podcast episode where I talk about that in depth. Um, by the way, uh, shout out to.
1: Powered by Riverside FM.
0: Shout out to Riverside, shout out to Riverside. Now, now that I have talked for five minutes and 37 seconds, let's get into today's guest. That's right, we have another guest. Shout out to my man, Thomas Burwell It was great talk about socialism with him, uh, sociali- socialism and Christianity with him. Great, great, great. Loved it. Now, let's talk about art, bruh. Let's talk about films. Let's talk about theater. Let's talk about Black Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? And here's what I'm going to talk about it with. This young lady is a native from the wonderful city of Greensboro. This is her biography, not mine. I do not think that Greensboro is a wonderful city. Nevertheless, her mission is to educate and inspire humans to believe in themselves, expand their mind as much as possible. Art is a beautiful tool that is used to convey stories and a message of self-confidence. I will wholly agree with her. Uh, being that she thrives in the creative and fast-paced environment, art and education found her. Art and education found me, too. Look at that. We're kindred spirits. Um, she graduated from North Carolina a Aggie Point. With a BS in uh, broad, broadcast production, uh, Gifford County Schools. Uh, I work for Gifford County Schools too. Dad, going. We're having too much in common. Uh, afforded her the opportunity to teach for six years. In her spare time, she volunteered in the arts community. She loves thinking of innovative ways to say to serve rather the arts family. As we are learning, adding, and subtracting to execute the mission of assisting in building our community. I have worked with this lady once, unfortunately. Hopefully, it'll be more than once after that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Qs Renaissance. Hold on. Let me pull. Let me get it. Let me get it going because we're about to do this. Uh, welcome to Qs Renaissance. Miss Tiffany Speaks.
1: She turned on the camera. Yes.
0: What's up, Queen? How you doing? I am. I am wonderful. Very happy that you stopped tripping and turned on your camera. Shout out to you.
1: Yeah, I told you that.
0: Absolutely. But I'm good. Yeah. You inspired me to cut it. It's all. Who inspired you to cut it? You did. You
2: inspired.
0: Me. I am so glad that I. I am so glad that I inspired you. See, if I inspired you i feel like i have done the world a great favor i have done oh i have done the the world a great common good because they get to look at this radiating beauty um so tiffany first of all thank you so much for coming through very glad to have you you are so according to your biography you're from greensboro right so you're originally from this joint right Yes. Okay. Uh, what? Well, which part? North side, south side, east side, west side? She's
1: throwing
0: doves up, so I'm going to say so she's throwing threes up, so I'm going to assume that's the west side. Alright, cool, cool, cool. Uh if you said West, I didn't catch that, but
2: Westside,
3: you um, can't
0: hear me? You're going in and out a little bit. Yeah,
2: what's Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. if yeah. like it's a delay.
0: Yes, there uh yes, there is a delay, but you know what? Sometimes you have to wait for you have to wait for the gems that you have to, that you have to espouse. So that's what I'm going to say. If there's a delay on this, you will have to wait for the greatness that she has to say. So, um, so tell me this, why did you go? What led you to go to a t Instead of like UNCG, uh, Winston State, North Carolina, Central, um, 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 Howard. What led you to the agricultural technical people?
2: Well, my first choice was Howard, um, mm-hmm. but at the time, my mother uh, didn't like the environment it was in, so that's what made me stay in North Carolina. Um, and I first went to Shaw University, and then I went to Ante. I stayed at Shaw University for one semester.
0: Okay, so I want to know this, so. Your B.S. is in broadcast journalism, but what you do is, you know, art and creativity, things of that nature. And um, those two fields do not particularly, historically speaking, coincide. Uh, I want to know what like what uh, like what was the process that took you from uh, broadcast journalism? What took you from being an anchor on CNN? No, 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 you wouldn't have done CNN. You wouldn't have done CNN, was you?
2: Um, I did put in for an internship at the Turner Studios, which was CNN in, in Atlanta.
0: I'm not going to judge. I you. guess
2: that <laughs> a doctor, no, as a pal, if I, if not, but um, when I was in. theater so I've
0: been taking out uh, just so I got to college uh, my minor was theater and uh, but my major was okay so so you all together you merged the two together like um like you would have been that reporter who Would have uh, been more expressive in uh, your reporting versus your regular monotone report. Like, uh, this is this is our Channel Five News at six o'clock. on the up on uh, uh, on today's news, a a car accident happened.
1: You probably be like, a car accident (laughs) happened, people.
0: Say what?
2: No, I. uh, when I was, twelfth right, grade, We had a channel that aired on GC uh, S C P every morning. Uh, but by the time I got to college, I was like, uh, so to storytelling. And then started, um, I started taking script writing classes.
0: Oh, create writing classes. So I, that's.
2: I- major was already broadcast production and I knew it from my junior and senior year in high school. Was, I was that was going to change my major. I was just gonna rock with that, you know what I'm saying? And then take some script writing classes how that happened, how I got a degree in broadcast production. But I knew early on that I didn't want to because it was very negative on news led. And I wasn't
1: that
0: yeah, it's like you look at any news station, any of them, any news station, you're hardly ever gonna see anything positive going on. Like you're not gonna hear you're not gonna hear any news saying, um today on channel five news, hey a lady adopted uh five kids, uh uh more at eleven. You're gonna hear These days, all you hear on the news is Donald Trump, Roe v. Wade, uh, let's see, what else do you hear? Uh, uh, The war in Ukraine, um, 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 robbery, killing, theft, all that, just, yeah, just too much negativity. And there's so, so much positivity in the world to report, right?
2: Right. I agree.
0: Would you say that? Would you say that you were able to uh, put on that more positivity hat? Um, would you say that that was what led you to focusing more on your creative side?
2: Well, I've always had a very vivid imagination,
1: so
2: creativity has always storytelling has always been a part of my life. Um, when I was younger, I would create plays with my uh, cousins and we would act them out. Um, and then as I grew into a uh, young woman, I would write a lot of poetry, a lot of poetry, telling um, through rhyming. And then when I do screen play writing or script writing, um, uh i like to tell stories so it's just kind of like i was I, i've always been creative so it was i didn't think it have anything to do with being positive or negative it was just in me to just create something um and mm-hmm. and anytime i was creating something and never i wasn't the type of person that it needed to be seen or anything it was for me you know uh yeah it was for me
0: you know when Whenever I find myself writing uh whenever I find myself writing a poetry, first of all, y'all round of applause for the for spoken word. I give spoken word a round of applause because the spoken word community has taken me, has taken me in and let me come in and fly. You know what I'm saying? Um I I approach spoken word like like a half written rap song, you know. I actually uh I, I could spit a little bit on the side, right? Okay, and oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yes. ADQ got bars. Um Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, sometimes I I thought about calling myself Nestle because with chocolate, I got bars. So I um I approach it like uh I wrote this. I wrote this rap, but I do not feel led to rap it. I feel led to um, convey it in a very passionate the, uh, cadence. And then I found myself looking at, looking at, man, there, it's a, it's like a hotbed of, po- of poets here in Greensboro, right? And then I started looking at how I started looking at uh, Langston Hughes and. And um RL, I'll say RL, uh RL the gifted one, big, big, big influence over here. He, in fact, he's the one who advised me to go in the spoken word years ago. Um, I started looking at Keisha, uh, my big sister, uh, Keisha McCain, who makes a few appearances on my last mixtape. Um, so I would ask you when you uh write your poetry, who's who would you say influences your style?
2: Wow, that's a good question because I don't know who would influence my style. I don't I never thought about it. I've always written in a way that's just uh very calm and um my tone is very much. As I use the comforting tone when I when I use, when I am speaking my poetry or doing spoken word, which I really have not did a lot of spoken word in my life. I usually just do uh, read it to like someone's people that's close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I can't say I was influenced by anyone. I do have like. Um, Favorites in the community. I love hearing T. Walker. I used to love hearing Main um, Man. Uh, he is amazing to me, uh, and also Lavinia. I, I love the way uh, she writes and delivers her her poems. So those I could. Those three stand on the top of my head. I love watching them. I haven't met I've never been in Morgan. I do like Morgan because she has this flavor. Um. She has this flavor that it, it reminds me of my like with the sassiness and everything. It's like Auntie. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm telling you something you need to know. That's why I like Morgan because she has that tone as like an authority figure. I'm
0: telling you something you need to know with that sassiness. So I, I her. so that was T Walker, um Lavinia and Morgan and Mayman. So, um uh so a little commentary on that. Uh <clears throat> first of all T Walker, T Walker's my guy. T Walker blessed me with that live alkaline water, you know, whenever uh uh, uh ever so often, best water ever. This dude yes. literally this dude literally pulled up to lyrics by the late from what I saw on Friday. Dude was literally floating.
2: Yeah, dude, I, I know. I wish I would have been there, but I could not have my podcast. But it, I seen the pictures and I was like, "Yo, I'm so happy he did that because it's classic. It's gonna is 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 embedded in history. He big up to T Walker coming in on the on the um. On the
1: what
0: was it? A, a kayak? Uh, I think so. It I looked mean, like a little, he looked like Jesus, really. I don't know.
1: He almost we, looked like well, Jesus.
2: yeah. It, well, but yeah, I mean, you know, well, he looked like to be um, a lyricist God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I like,
2: the lyric, the the lyric, and I will come and bring my lyrics to you floating in on top of a boat.
3: That's what he did.
2: And he was, he um, had you announcing he him.
0: was... huh? He should have had you announcing him be like, now floating on the kayak. The lyric, the lyric, sorry, God Himself. Shut up, yes, Google. Um, Logan, yes, yes. Um, let's see what else. Uh, uh, Morgan. Morgan been here before. Morgan got old soul. Morgan, I cannot believe that she's know, only like thirty one. I know
2: she embraces that, you know, because. Some people don't want to be have you know you have that also quality and I was someone when I was younger people would tell me I had a um a also and um, I didn't know how to take that but you just know things and you have that feeling of com- comfort for people so she for me she has that feeling of just I'm com she makes me comfortable And I love the tone of her voice, it makes me think of Sassy aunts. or you know, so yeah, she she's also from my perspective, anyway.
0: And all I got to say about main man is this they need to be fast with that daggone cheering. I said this thing need to be fast with that cheering. May he rest Uh, in power. Thank God for the power that He was able to share while He was here. I actually wrote a poem about Him. I will share it publicly when the time is right. I love it. Uh, now, so, um, so you say that you have done some theater, right? You have done, you have been in the theater. When was your first play? When was your last play? First play
2: was in college and it was a assignment and it was about a club i can't even remember the name of it but that was my first play i got my actors we act you know acted it out we had to do the whole production for our grade uh at paul Robertson theater my auntie's campus robeson
1: robeson
0: Oh, look at that shot. Look at that shock look, that look on your face.
2: 2001. And that was then, huh? You say that was when? 2002?
0: Oh, 2002. Oh, 2002.
2: 2002.
0: Okay. 20 years ago. Cool, cool, cool. And your <laughs> and your last one?
2: 20 years. Um, my last one was 2012. Uh, no, 2015. My last one was Voices
0: voices
2: and that was in
0: the black that black theater at cultural arts and yo round of applause for your theatre for your theatrical career <laughs> hopefully uh hopefully hopefully you got a lot a lot more thea- theater coming up hopefully we can um collaborate you in some theater. i don't
2: think so <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yo, where's the sad button at?
2: I don't think so. This piece of hair is always sticking up.
0: No, no drum roll. Okay, no sadness. Okay, you said I don't think so.
2: No, it's a lot of work. You know, writing and directing a play is a lot of work, and I don't I know. know if I would do like that again. But it was really fun. We had a play that was at the Carolina Theater. We performed at the in the Caroline Theater. It turned out really well. Great turnout. Um, we did a performance at the um, the theater on A T campus. I cannot remember the name of that theater. Oh,
1: it's a theater. Um,
2: yeah. No, no, no. That's another one. Oh. It's it's another theater. I want to say it was Harrison Har- I don't know, but it was another theater. And of course, I've done plays in the um cultural arts center, the, the small black theater.
0: The see the hires. Yep. Okay. I know
2: him. I used to know him. I used to know him when I first got into art in Greensboro at the Cultural Arts Center. I uh, uh, we used to converse all the time uh in my uh, company paper to film was inside of the, the cultural arts set as well.
0: Unfortunately, I never met. Uh, I never met hires. I didn't have the. I never. Yeah, I never met him. He departed uh, as a, He departed before I even started. Not started in theater, but you know, came here to Greensboro. So.
1: Yeah, I yeah.
2: I'm not. You know, I'm very seasoned in the community. So I seen people when I was coming through the doors. The gatekeepers that was here, there, they're gone, passed away, maybe. Um, yeah, probably passed away. Um, and we have a new, you know, some new, the new crew in the arts, but I've been around for a while.
0: Would you consider me to be part of the new group? The new crew, yes. Since I can't, since I came in, like since i came in like back in
2: 2016 2015 2016 yes yes and i remember seeing you as an actor on set of paper to film's green tea on our set that's where we met okay now and that was what,
0: 2017
2: 2018 maybe
0: yeah it was uh it was 2017 when i had less hair and less weight yeah
2: Now I had uh more weight too. I had more weight then cuz I had just I had my little ones um just coming out of me and stuff so I was like my weight was
0: I'm sorry, I mean I'm not caking or anything. I'm just I, I don't recall this that you are speaking of. I do not recall this at all. Well,
2: now my my, other, my the old crew they recall when I was a little bit heavier. you came in I guess around the time
0: when I was uh, being more mindful and losing my weight. Now you now you bring up paper to film uh let's let's get the paper to film For one thing I know what paper the film was unfortunately it's what it was said what it is is what it was. Which hurts. It hurts. But hey, sometimes we shut down things in the past to go on with better things in the future. Um, paper, but paper the film was you and Saeed. Shout out to Saeed. Um yes. providing a platform for young creatives. Am I right? Yes, sir. So how did that collaboration uh, come to be? Because yeah, how did that collect I always wonder how did uh I always wondered how you and Saeed were able to match minds and come up with paper the film because you know I, I mean I don't know I don't know y'all in and out and stuff I don't know y'all that well but I do know y'all well enough to know that y'all are two completely different people um, <laughs> please correct me if I'm wrong but how did that come to be
2: so <laughs> Woo! Back many, many years ago when I was school teaching. I was an elementary school teacher. His best right. friend, his best friend Richard Sherman, by the way, he still teaches school today. He has a wonderful uh, pedigree as a math school teacher with Gifford County School. So shout out to him and being a part of so many different children's lives and changing their lives for the, for the better. Richard Simon. I mean, Richard Sh- uh, Sherman, Sherman, Richard Sherman. So his best friend is Saeed and he was doing a karaoke night and Saeed came to the karaoke night uh, and me and my sister went and it was some other people and we were singing karaoke, da, da, da and I'm very animated because I am a Sagittarius, and I am... I love karaoke, so if I'm in it, I'm in it, and I'm gonna be all the way in it, all right? So, um, doing my thing. I did not know Sae was a um, uh, independent filmmaker. He needed some actors and actresses for some movies he was doing. So after that that time that we was doing the karaoke, uh, he told Sherman and let let him know that if I was interested in doing film, it hit him up. So I did. So I ended up doing, I don't even know how many plays I acted in with Saeed because he's a great writer. He writes his butt off. So his, his um, screenplays and his uh, playwrights are the best to me. But uh, so I end up acting in so many of his plays in theater. And then I started acting in his plays, I mean, in his screenplays, his movies. And I I don't know who idea was it, but I was a school teacher. So I was used to writing uh, curriculums and lesson plans. And he was a filmmaker. And I always wanted to give back to the community. I already had a drama club that was at Fouse University that I um, assisted in. And then I also would do uh, other things for, for kids, you know, just so they can have an outlet. And so he found that out and we started talking about, you know, maybe doing something for film for the uh, kids in the community. And I wrote him a curriculum and he said, okay. He came with his equipment. And our first class was in 2013 with five students, five girls, and the name of that film, um, short film was called Shattered. Was it Shatter? Yep, Shattered.
3: Yeah.
2: No, I, I, I'm lying. It was called Unravel. It was called Unraveled. My very first one. And then we have had over 20 after that.
1: Mm-hmm. And we ended
2: in 2020. Yes. Oh, we have done over 20 short films. And one feature film which Save the Arts film. And that was called um
0: Finding My Way. That
2: was called Unravel.
0: It's called I Finding My Way.
2: No, that's that's not us. That's Morgan. Oh, that's not y'all. I'm um, oh, sorry, I'm oh, sorry. Big thanks to Morgan, but Morgan and Save the Arts Films, they did a wonderful job rocking the community uh, together when she was here in Greensboro with film and theater. They did their thing. Uh, but after that, uh, I asked Save the Arts Film to come and be a part of Pay for the Film because I had started learning about who Rasheen was. Shout out to Rasheen, wonderful filmmaker. Kilo.
0: Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was shouting the mouth. That's so, his name, Kilo. I know, I
2: know. Oh, you said Kilo? Yeah, yeah, Kilo. I thought you said G O. I was like, what? But yeah, Kilo. Yeah, I ain't that crazy. Yeah, kilo. So, I don't know, but so um, yeah. So that was 2019, and our last um film. And then COVID hit, and then you know I got to start thinking about some things, and I think paper to film, you know, be at race right now, you know. I think other, I think your, your era is coming into um into that platform of continuing to reach back to the kiddos, and we just support you guys, you know.
0: Um, so to that point, um, first thing, first of all, uh, first of all, I would like to, I would like to point out for those who listen to this, um, the Morgan that, the Morgan that she mentioned, the poet and the Morgan that she mentioned, that was a flower child, two completely different Morgans, two completely different Morgans. Um, I know them both well, enough to know, it. two, yeah, night and day with them too. Uh, but. Um, with paper to film, I was a uh, very privileged, very blessed to be part of, um, your y'all's film green tea and just seeing how well y'all taught those kids, how to write a script, how to direct the film and every, and everything. I mean, someone out of that group, hopefully the whole group is going to go far as far as the Oscars, maybe so far into the Oscars that they go run up on stage and slap a comedian. I don't know, but
1: They're going to go very
0: so what? That would Uh, be
2: great if they somebody went very far. Yeah.
0: They are going to go far based off of everything that y'all taught them.
2: That would be wonderful. That was the whole reason why I wanted to get into it. Is because I I felt like if I would have had more resources in the arts community growing up, I could have known. You know how to build a business with art, and so so as creators, we know how to create, but then it's the business part to it that makes it go. If you want to go to certain levels, it, it assists you, assisting you into going into those other levels. If you don't have both, it's kind of you could get stagnant and doing a lot of things that might uh, you can get burnt out if you don't really have the true love for the art right? Because a lot of people get into art wanting to um, get paid out of of what they're doing or notoriety out of what they're doing. So it becomes a burden when they don't reach those levels. And the only reason why you're not reaching those levels is because you ain't got the business side, right? So um, I wanted the kids to have a platform to start learning early as they can. So then, by the time they got to college, you already know what you want to do. You know you need to you need, need these skills, this skills. And if you want to do some some freaking uh, uh, big shit, you need to get some media training. You need to get your resi- your e portfolio together. You need to get all of this stuff together. It is it's, it's a whole package that you need. And so we did touch on that with paper to film. We wanted them to already have some reels. Up under their belts by the time they get to college. You know what I'm saying? You want to be an actor or an actress, you know, you already got your, hey, this is, I can put this on my reel than what I did in high school. And it just holds a lot of weight. And I wanted the students to have that under their belt because I wish I would have had it under mine. So that's how, that's why I was so passionate about it.
0: Yeah, those kids are going to go along, and they are going to, um, they are going to go far in the indie film circuit, or Hollywood, or wherever they choose to go. And unCIE will be uh, number number two on their list after God. But I want, but I want to touch on what you just said. Business, business. If you, this is where. Uh, excuse me, I gotta get up on my soapbox. If you okay. get into the performing arts expecting to hit bank, they hit a huge cash flow. You have disappointment in your future. You cannot make, hold on, let me adjust my mic. You cannot make, well, you can make money from the arts, but there's a very small 99, 99, uh, 99 to 100 percentage of people who actually do hit the bank hit the bankroll really big upon putting their art out into the world. If you are an artist, that's why, that's why so many people use the term starving artist. cause you're an artist. You paint, you do poetry, you act, you write, you do whatever vehicle art because you love it. You gotta love it.
2: Point blank period. You have to love it. When people that I see, maybe singers, or whatnot, and they're like, I ain't, I ain't doing this no more. Da 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 I'm like, so you just didn't love, you never loved it. You never loved it. If you you have the gift to sing, and you all of a sudden just stop because you're nobody is clicking on my stuff. Nobody is da 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 da. You like you're seeking validation for a gift that God gave you. Yes. Just sing because you, the, you just sing because you got the gift to sing. If it goes somewhere, this is the mentality that you would have to have by going into uh, being an artist, period, right? Like, if you're going to do it, you do it because it's your therapy. You're doing it because you can't do You cannot not do it, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, you can't not do it. And then, secondly, you know, if you do want to make some bank off of it, understand that you need the business part, too. So it's okay that you want to make bank off of it. Just don't make it your... your uh, you can't make it the destiny the, the destiny has to be i can't i'm gonna be singing and acting anyway regardless
1: yeah
0: yeah like 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 a business model of it will be understanding that there's a reason why uh tyler perry which i'm not a huge fan of tyler perry's work but i am totally a fan. Tyler Perry the businessman there's a reason why his earlier work were Jesus 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 Jesus, chat chop chop pack full of Jesus you know what I'm saying you could touch his DVD and start speaking in tongues right nowadays with more people knowing him and him being more famous in different circles in uh, as well as the black gospel community not so much he diluted the Jesus right but there's a reason for that. The reason for that is because perhaps, perhaps there are different crowds that he wants to get known in that would not have accepted the uh, such an over, over um, what's the word I'm looking for presentation of the gospel, right? So he found different things to write about or have his writers write about. Personally, I think that his whole life is a testimony. If he never wrote anything ever again, which God, I hope it, God be nice if he didn't. But if he never wrote any, yeah, I'm hating a little bit. Um, if he never wrote anything ever again, to me, his whole life is a testimony. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it was about the movie Vice, right? You hear, you look at Vice. You know how Christian Bale killed it as former Vice President Dick Cheney. You see Amy Adams, you see Steve Carell who uh, portrayed Donald Rumsfeld in it. Tyler Perry was there. Uh, Clean-shaven playing Colin Powell. (laughs) There was one scene when he got mad. He was in an argument with uh, Steve Carell playing Donald Rumsfeld, and I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. He was supposed to be playing Colin Powell, but he sounded like Medea. But nevertheless, he knows business, and I would say if you if one is trying to turn a profit from their work, it's called the it's called the music business, the film business, all of that for a reason because uh, the art is a very small part of it. One has to be up to date on their business. I'm sorry, I got on my, I'm, I'm sorry, I got on my uh, uh, soapbox. This is, your, this is your time, Tiffany. Yeah, so um.
2: One artist in the community that I love um, because she is so business minded and she has done the work to become business minded. Darlene McClinton, mm-hmm.
0: the owner of the Artist Block. Yes. Woo! Whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, whoa. Top, before you say anything else, before you say anything else, no, 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 we're not laughing. No, we're transitioning. Before you say anything else, Artist Block. spent so many rhymes. I spent so many rhymes, so both rapping and through poetry at the artist block. I was, I even did green tea at the at the artist block. Please, please. Continue. Yeah, they
2: sponsored pay for the film. Yes, um, and you have not only Darlene as an artist, you have Trish. She's the she's an artist, one of the uh the co owners of artist block artist block. She does film, wonderful filmmaker. She works at Elon. She has worked at High Point University in filmmaking. Wonderful. Uh, she she don't she don't get enough uh, accolades to me, but she has done a wonderful wonderful work in the community. Um, and then you also have Sunny Sunny Bradley. She mm-hmm. she's the uh, executive director of uh, Tab Art, and she's one of the co owners of Artist Block as well. A lot of people don't know it's three. Three young ladies that are co-owners
0: of artist block. All we, graduates
2: from h We
0: we we have to make that distinction. Three young ladies, three black women, three black Mrs. women on their business-ish. Only business graduated
1: from
2: H-E-T-U schools. All of them are alumni from ANT State University.
0: See, that's where they messed up.
2: And I you hush. And on top of that, all of them make money from their art. Woo! Cause
0: they know they did Now, okay, now Tiffany. While we're giving all these people their flowers and whatnot, we gotta give you your flowers, Queen. Now, give you your flowers. uh And here's, well, first of all, uh, this round of applause for all y'all, all y'all. Which, personally, I think that the best HBCU ever is winston State, but that's neither here nor there.
2: I know winston State do.
0: I do. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something that I once did. All right. Um, once I was visiting my sister in Atlanta, right, and she took me to the black, on incredibly tasting, slutty vegans, right. We uh uh, she bought me a sandwich, and I was with a homegirl. Also, both of them went to Central, right. Mm-hmm. So I ate it, and she and sister asked me, "Um, how I like it?" And I said to her, "It's making my agricultural and technical heart smile." And her friend hit me really hard <laughs> every time I'm hanging with her and her friends from Central. I be saying, "Aggie boy," and I would just want to distinguish. I would just like to uh, share, be clear. I never went to A and went to U N C G and Guilford College, and I have not even finished school yet. But I might finish at A and might. I just might. I might.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I'm on I'm, I'm fifth credit shy of my bachelor's. So okay. now I need you to tell me something. Yeah, you like that transition sound? Cool. Um, now. I need you to tell me about, about Greensboro Black Wall Street. GSO Black Wall Street. Yeah, so, you talking um, all this business talk. Everybody knows that Black Wall Street in Tulsa, in Wilmington, in Winston, in uh in where other places around America until until white supremacy burned it to the ground. That's when black businesses was booming. Black businesses were also booming uh, prior to integration. When integration took place, that kind of subsided black business. Black businesses are out there, but, you know, not celebrated to the degree of which they deserve. So I want you to tell me what's up with GSO, Black Wall Street. Tell the story. Tell me what y'all doing, et cetera, et cetera, please. Okay, so
2: interesting story. Josh Saul, and then he was doing a vending, he was doing vending events for black entrepreneurs, 20, I think it was 2018, maybe 2017. <laughs> it might've been 2017. Um, and I was over at Artist Block, me and Ari Chow, he was a singer and a DJ, we started doing a, uh, uh, a vending platform for entrepreneurs at the Artist Block. Um, idea birthed by Darlene uh, and he she put us together to do the event and we did that for maybe a year but um, then Irish child moved to up north I believe and I needed another partner Josh was doing his thing in the community and he seen that I was doing my thing and I was having a um, bake sale for paper to film so I invited Josh on to do his thing. At this time, we're separated. He was, he brought in his vendors because, and I was doing paper to film uh, bait sale. And I got the space for free because paper to film, uh, you know, at the Cultural Arts Center, we were, we were allowed to get the space for free. So that was our first event together, but separate, if that makes sense. It was his, he was doing his thing. And then I was, I had the platform for him to do his thing. And then we was, uh, did a bake sale at the same time for paper film. So then we decided, hey, let's do some stuff together. Mm-hmm. And we started doing things together, but then COVID hit. <laughs> but for us, we kept going with COVID. And that's when we decided to change it to GSO Black Wall Street. Is during COVID in 2019. Um, we had... Great vendors. Josh was he was grabbing them vendors. He did a wonderful job marketing and promoting. I was just given like the platform or the part because I had already knew the part from my past with paper to film. Um so really Josh really taught me how to uh go out and get more vendors because I was used to this one group at the artist block. People already knew about the artist block. So then when you go outside of stuff things that people are used to, you got to do a little bit of promotion, marketing and stuff. Josh is really good at doing that. But so uh, we decided to change the name to GSO Black Wall Street. And uh, at the time, since it was like a a lot of protesting and everything, the name just stood out. We're doing the exact same thing that we was doing prior. The only thing is we changed the name to GSO Black Wall Street. And it was during a time when it was like a race war going on in these streets that felt like it anyway. Um uh, I don't know if all the protests changed anything.
0: Let's 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 expouse upon that. I mean let's let's expand on that okay let's expand upon that you just hit you just hit the red button. You just hit the red button. I don't uh, know I, so
2: what I said I don't know if that would the protesting work but it was a lot of hype and a lot of things sold during that time of you know Black Lives Matter. And all
0: that. Okay, so first, so first of all, you are tuning in to ADQ's Renaissance. I am ADQ. This is uh, Tiffany Speaks, and we are about to speak upon protests and all of that good stuff. Uh, I love how Queen. I love how you just said. I don't know if they work. I don't know if those protests work and started looking to the left and you looked over to the left and then the right and then the, etc. Um. This is where I, this is where the conservative that is in me. Yes, I got a little conservatism in me. The conservative and the pragmatic person in me starts to come out a little bit. Um, so you would so you would boldly say for all of your black lives matter friends that the protesting and the agitation doesn't particularly work go ahead speak your mind you speak your mind i mean you're withdrawing from a lot of artists also so i'm
2: just saying it's by evidence it's not what i'm saying i'm just looking at the evidence I could see the past. I was in the past, I, uh, and before that past, um, after the protesting for the in the civil rights era.
0: You are not there during know. the Dagon civil rights era.
2: No, I said after. I'm talking about after, but I don't. Okay. Think I'm saying after. I don't think it worked anymore. Prior, it may have worked. But after, I don't think it worked anymore. And we keep on doing the same things that worked in that time and trying to implement it in this time. And it ain't registering to people that we got to come up with a new thing for this time. So I'm just going by the evidence. I see, you know, the protesting and the walking. But what is it changing? I don't, the laws haven't significantly changed to help us in any profound way i should say um it's not a book that has been written to help black people uh excel faster like can we get that book can we get it's not it's not like they're teaching us finances in our community over in the hood can we get a class to teach you know financial well you know those are type of changes i'm saying if i don't see changes like that then if you're not changing the children, then you ain't changing shit to me. And so, how to see if they really care about change is to see what type of curriculums are they putting in the school system over in our area, right? If that ain't change, ain't shit change. So why are we still protesting? I, I don't. I don't think it worked. Anybody do?
0: Okay. So so um. So, uh, if, if you will allow me to retort because I'm in complete agreement with you, but, uh, here's a couple of books, you know, um, uh, what Malcolm X wants to say, if you want to hide something from a Negro, put it in a book, uh, we can read y'all. We're no longer going to get lynched for reading. So pal, this will help you with finances. This help you with finances. Oh,
2: that- I love that book. I read that. Rich Dad for
0: Dad. Um, I don't care if you're Muslim, Christian, whatever religion you are, you need to see need to read what this man has to say about stuff. What it say? Message to the black man. Let's see. Uh, this man has a great idea about uh, black economics. You know what I'm saying? Now, uh, when I want to understand why we collectively act the way we do, this helps out a lot with it. I do believe
2: post-traumatic slavery syndrome. She is a wonderful writer and speaker. I love her uh her uh conferences that she does. This also I can't see it.
1: Oh
0: dang it. Mm Let me say education of the Negro. Oh. And if you want to like gain some power moves and whatnot, boom. The Power of Now by Rhonda. I wish no the forty eight laws of power.
2: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So now that I have shown those amazing books, um, uh, oh yeah, for the audio for people who hear this on audio, forty eight laws of power, Miseducation of the uh, forty eight laws of power by Robert Greene, Miseducation of the Negro by Car Dr. Carr G. Woodson, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome by Dr. Joy Degroy, Degreed Degroy. DeGroy oh, Sorry, I'm butchering her name. Emancipation from Mental Slavery, Selective Sayings of Marcus Garvey, Message to the Black Man in America by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert T. uh, Kiyosaki. Boom. Now, let me, now, may I, now I shall retort uh, to what you were saying. Well, not retort, but respond. I completely agree. I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, here's, here's the thing. Integration was kind of like a death sentence. Integration was a death sentence because it kind of like, uh, nullified our desire to, you know, sustain, sustain our Africanity, sustain our blackness in, in response to other cultures, like. If you um, are proud to be black, if you like if you like rooting for and participating in and celebrating all things black, there's there was a long time when that when a lot of black people, especially black Christians, uh, I don't know your particular beliefs, but, you know, not to piss on Christianity. Uh, there are a lot of times when black Christians would see that and think that they're in the wrong, be like, God, don't see color. Well, if God didn't see color. Then why in the world did God make you the color that you are? So God does see color. God ain't colorblind. Um, and so when these things happen, you know, it goes all the way back to Rodney King. Uh, when these things happen, for a while we start screaming Black Lives Matter, we start protesting, agitating, painting Black Lives Matter on a damn street, like that's gonna do anything. Uh, pardon my language. Uh painting that's black lives, huh?
2: They, they could entertain us, but it was fun. That's it. I went we to use. a
0: Black Lives Matter march once, Tiffany. I, I, I used to go to Black Lives Matter uh, stuff a lot. I even met, I don't even met the founders of Black Lives Matter. Nice, fe- nice women. Uh, but Black Lives Matter, they teach you how to agitate. They teach you say their name. They teach you um, less march and whatnot, but what did Malcolm say? You're doing too much singing and not enough swinging. Cool, they cool. They told them they called they told downtown Greensboro. So what? There are still a billion, there are still a whole bunch of black kids in Guilford County school system, cool school system, who are being taught about Christopher Freaky Columbus. Ain't nothing changed. The protest and the agitation is more so for inclusion, and um, and police brut- and police brutality, right? Like they, like they protest, like they protest the case of Marcus Deion Smith who was hogtied tied. Yeah, you're supposed to hold these police officers accountable, but yeah, now I don't know how you feel about voting, but that ain't going to do it either. Pro, uh, marching and voting ain't going to do jack squat. My opinion. That's my opinion.
2: I mean, I, I mean, you know, I like your opinion. It matches my opinion. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm almost over it. Yeah, the whole thinking that it's supposed to change within the system.
3: I should say I'm <laughs> Oh my god.
2: Oh my god. Yo, you
0: get me round up, Tiffany. It, it ain't shit gonna change from the system, yo.
2: The system. Oh my god.
0: The si- listen. Oh
2: that wait.
0: Go ahead. Oh sorry, my Virgo side acting up right now. <laughs> By the way, my dad's a Sagittarius, so shout out to Sagittarius. All right. Um, okay. The system of its is founding. This white supremacy upon its is founding. It was founded as a protest to the king who was saying in England, you better celebrate my God or you're going to jail. Therefore, what they here? Kill, rape, murder this land from the natives. And I'm sure there were black natives there. I wasn't there, so I wouldn't know. But I'm sure, I'm sure there were black natives there. Kill, rape, stole natives. Set up their system of white supremacy and say, you know what? I'm too late. We're too lazy to not only are we too lazy to find our own land, but we're too lazy to build our own land. So let's go get so let's go get slaves. Hey, them people over in Africa, they know how to build stuff. Get them. The system as it's set up is a lie, and it was never built to benefit anyone. Who is it or does that ascribe to the white Anglo Saxon Protestant way of life? Now, when I say ascribe to, it, I mean someone who assimilates a zip down, a zip down zip coon. A house negro. Am I making sense, Tiffany? Or am I, yeah. am I, or am I writing right now?
2: And you're doing both, but I love both of them, okay? Uh, because yeah, well, like I was saying, the system is put into place to carry on the agenda of the winners that conquered the this land, you know. Um, and I think if we really think about it and really understand that it was an act of war. Um, of how this nation is built is off of an act of war. They conquered the people uh, and said, you stripped you from everything that you knew and it put in place what they needed to put in place to make sure they continue to put money in their pockets and their, the generations to come. It did not include us. So therefore I don't understand and I don't know how to get out of it. I could just say, I don't understand why we're still rocking with that particular system, but we do every day. We do every day. And I'm not saying it, it's a wonderful benefits to being in this system. I mean, being in America is what is better than a lot of other countries. I'm not gonna say that it's not uh, accurate. I mean, I had a great upbringing, you know. Uh, I per- I, damn this fool, I guess I am, I was, you know. Um, but at the same time, I do see the injustice in certain uh, communities. And in order for us to get better, I don't think it's through their systems. I think maybe we can try to rebuild another system. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Uh, but I just do know that I, I, we lost the war and they ain't going to care about whatever happens to us on that level to be changing laws because they ain't changed a lot by now. Uh, Well, they changed some laws, but then it's like, do you really just, sometimes I feel like they mask certain things and make it look pretty and wrap it really nice. And then that appeases us for a while as if we're getting things done, but are we really getting things done? They just wrap up some shit in a pretty boat. How do
0: you feel about them overturning uh, Roe v. Wade?
2: This is the thing because I'm so like out the loop a little bit because mm-hmm. I had, I, I mean, I give up. I'm like, in my mind, it infringes it on the rights of people, period. We've been doing that when COVID came into place, you know, and everybody didn't want to take the COVID shot, but you take the COVID shot because you got to live. That's forceful on people. So they've already started forcing things on people. So this is just another level of the same thing. So I I mean, the way I feel about it is it, it aligns with whatever agenda they have.
0: Am I surprised? No. Oh, me neither. Me neither. When some hokey stuff come out of uh, D.C., I'm never surprised.
2: Yeah. Oh. Now, would I be surprised if some positive changes came out? Yes. Would I be surprised if they glorified it? Positive change? Do they ever glorify positive change? Do they ever glorify positive change in this nation?
0: No. Um. Like...
2: That's so weird, right? Like the only major news we hear and the only fights that we hear is like really like majorly dark. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You got to get the jab. How many people need the jab? I mean, it's like, it's so everything that our government puts out there is always fearful. Yeah. I'm all the way I think I always been and I don't even like using the word woke but I think everybody is using it. I want to say aware. Just being aware.
0: I don't use woke because it's a fad. It's a it's a fad term. Um yeah. I'll say I will say that my third eye is blinking. My pineal gland is pin it's paying
2: attention
0: y'all like that. So it's some decalcifying going on yeah like I don't even use I don't even use fluoride when I uh I don't use toothpaste that has fluoride in it yeah and my penal gland and my ancestors are allow me to see a bunch of things like they be like they it's either my ancestors or God they be saying they be telling me things to really look at all of the time. I'm like, yo, I can't be done for just one second. There, go. Yeah, can you
2: cut the lights off for one second? Can I close the curtain?
4: Measure the data that's in your brain matter Elevate your mind, climb up the ladder We living in space like it don't even matter Every nigga's a star, I'm just making a scatter Message to the chosen ones Build your shrine, pay your tithes Break these evens and face these odds We live like gods, I am a Your genes are immortal just in case you forgot I said your genes are immortal just in case you forgot So what if I told you? That the genius in your DNA created the midnight skies that align to the dark matter inside of your mind. What if I told you? That a messenger by the name of Eliza said the exchange for your slave name is worth more than gold. What if I told you? That you are already perfect and your gateway to heaven is your ability to obtain the true knowledge of yourself. What if I told you to just breathe? Take your time and listen to the voices screaming to your soul, symbolic. Be patient, dear Sankofa people. And never be ashamed to go back to an enslaved generation To reclaim your ancestral veneration It's amazing how shit can seem so sad when you look back But in fact, the strength you gain from within Is based upon your ability to conquer your past The power to overcoming suffering leads to internal inspiration Spiritual reincarnation of I am Because you are my liberation So release me with this pen To remove these rusted chains from my shackled feet shackled mine so I can master me master we because all I see are the seas of nobles warriors and queens rediscovering what it means to be free building tribes together like Siamese twins at arm's length stacking generational wealth blocks like the Egyptian masons building the sphinx connecting the links to the universe and the stars that align to the thoughts that we think you see I wrote this poem thinking about the motions of life And how we sacrifice time, money and energy For those moments of immortality Cole said, real niggas don't die We come from the plot, but real niggas Cannot leave a legacy with that nigga mentality Shaping reality, by the way that we fuck The guns we bust, the whips we drive, the brands we clutch The paper we stacking and in God we trust Trusting, their presidents the same presence that owned your lineage The same lineage that lived in a time period But we didn't have the penny pinch When niggas were gods and we never referred to a woman as a bitch But we came to this wilderness and got Willie Lynch Reduced to poverty, now we begging the government To give us back our common sense Common culture, common language Common family unit, common spirituality Some niggas say you can't change the past But in actuality, you woke niggas are still living in it That's just food for thought, let's just take a minute Ignorance begets a damnation. damnation. My mind is paced searching for education. education. Demons come with every divine plan. Best believer Judas is trying to tap up my hands, yeah. calling me their man. My vision is a beach. Moment I turn my head, these niggas kicking my sand. Our human soul's batteries for this metaverse. Probably made it worse. Maybe cursed for building up Mark's net worth. But it's worth the sacrifice if you invest first. So, what's the price of your life? Think twice, what's the price of your life? Think twice, twice. what's the price of your life? Think twice, what's the price of your life? Think twice, ignorance begets a damnation. My mind is patient, searching for education. Demons come with every divine plan.
2: Cause I see this shit. Like, no, it, it's really bothered me a long time in my in my adult years of seeing adults go along with, you know, elections. Like, not the your local elections. I do think you could be it could touch it could touch communities. But if I had the power, I kind of would kind of try to revamp that too. But you know, your presidential elections. It just started seeing, seeming like a you know, king and queen of high school show. Like you are the prom king and you are the prom queen type of here is your trophy. President seat is a trophy. It's just the face because I don't see anything being done. And then if you got four years to get things done and then you got to start focusing back on your race as a leader, you're not even being like... It takes a good five years to set a tone in a nation. Anyway, come on, why we, why what the fuck, why would you have your leader run every four years? You got to make sure they're a good leader first. Can we see the results of some leadership?
0: That's good. That's a good question. Um,
2: okay, I, I'm going
0: on. Okay. No, no, no. This your time. This your time. This is your time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is and again, it's not an interview, this is a conversation. Also, hey, I mean, shoot while we're talking about leaders. I mean, hell, let's look at our last, let's look at our last three leaders, our current leader, leader, puppet. This old decrepit, this old decrepit jack, jackass Joe Biden. Who can't even ride a bike? Who can't even uh walk up some <laughs> stairs without falling? You know what I'm saying? Like he, oh man, he look. He don't look like he got long. You know what I'm saying? He don't look. He don't look like but he got he long.
2: He was a perfect face for what was needed. Uh, it's a whole. It's a script. You do script. You do screenplay writing. It's a script. Come on. It would be perfectly matched to the script of putting him in place after Donald Trump.
0: Okay, so talk Donald Trump. Donald Trump. We're not going to spend long on politics because there's so much more art that you have to talk about. But Donald Trump, all right. my opinion, I have an opinion. I have an opinion about Donald Trump that not many people do have. I mean, I know everybody is up in arms about him um, because he because of the January 6th riots. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Politics uh, can be boring. Um,
2: no, I told you
0: I was working out. And- hey, yesterday I crashed after working out. My body was like, "Bro, you'll be thirty seven in September. You need to stop." And I'm, but my mind is like, "No, mind over matter. We go. We getting this. We losing these ninety pounds that gone." Um, but while the election of Donald Trump, if you want to look at a uh, political, uh, legitimate political figures. While the election of Donald Trump was freaking insane, was it better or worse than any other president? You know what I'm saying? I mean, people weren't paying him as like the worst president ever. Hello. The first few, the first presidents were slave owners. Donald Trump actually, I was about to say, Donald Trump, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I think no, it
2: was wait. just because he was um, more theatrical.
0: Well, as performers, we could we could appreciate that, right? it
2: uh, <laughs> gave some good TV.
0: Man, dude was funny. And also, also, black people, here's something that we all don't want to admit, especially black liberals. Okay. Your current president, that we all went crazy, that you all went crazy for, actually put black people in jail through his crime bill that he wrote. Donald Trump actually got black people out of jail. That's a black man that I've been talking to, uh, who I'm trying to get up on here, who who uh, who who was released from a 20-plus year sentence because of the crime bill that Donald Trump put in place. Now. Was Donald Trump was is Donald Trump going around here, you know, showing up at black churches, trying to be black people's friends, like the Clintons did, like Biden did and all that? No, no. He's friends with the racist white people. But still, he did commit that political act, and it has seen the uh it has seen the releases from jail of a lot of black people. So I will credit him for that.
2: Yeah, I yeah. agree, he, he did, uh, he signed a bill to give HBCU schools money as well. Um, but, you know, I think as a good writer, I think it was epic how they put Donald Trump in, in place. And of course he has racist white friends, he does never experience suffering And that was the undertone for a villain in in the screenplay. Um, Even if the villain would do stuff for any parts of the community, once you paint it as the villain, it's still the villain. And so Biden was painted as the hero. It's going to save the nation. Even, it's just his look. He looks like the hero. You paint paint him like the hero. And so the people will accept off of what they see, more so what is done. They get emotionally attached off of this, what they see and what they've been being fed. So it wouldn't matter. And it was all, look at it, look how the colors, they even did the whole color scheme. Uh, Like when Donald would be around, it'd be like this red undertone. They set the atmosphere like that, for Biden it's blue, like serene blue. I'm just saying that's why it's just like a plague for me when I watch it. That's how it's yeah. set up for me. As a screenwriter, I just started looking back like, yo, this is a full production. It seems like a full production. Like it's all written out already for us. But that's just my mind. Just going.
0: Speaking of productions, let's get back in, let's get back to the arts, please. <clears throat> if you don't mind. No. Speaking of productions, so um, I asked you uh, when, uh, I'm saying uh too much, I asked you when you write your poetry, who would you say is it uh, whose style would you say you influence? Hmm? Oh yeah, you said uh, who was my influence and I said that I really don't know. Okay, so I would ask you Since you, um, since you may have influences, but you're totally an influencer, there are a lot of us out, there are a lot of us out here looking at you and saying, okay, so I do it this way, I do it that way, I do it this way. What is the writing and productive process that you partake when you are putting together a film and a play? I know they're two different processes, but what are they?
2: Nobody really ever... Ask me the question again and make sure I heard it right.
0: How do you... How do you... Tiffany speaks. What is your writing and productive way, uh, your writing and productive structure that you partake upon when putting together a film and a play? I know that they are both very different because the film world, because film and theater, very different. But okay, how, how the yeah? Please tell me. This, this, this is uh, producing one-on-one. Please let us know.
2: Okay, so once you're given the idea of the story, it for me it comes together in my head when I'm asleep. That's how it works. Yeah. So like, um, it's almost like you're in a meditative state. Like, okay. So I don't even know the words that I'm gonna write or anything. It's it's all about my imagery, and then the emotion that comes along with what I see, and then I put the words to the emotions. That's how I do both. Both. Even with with paper to film guiding the students to write, I always like if they say something, I'm all I'm imagining it in my head. And then that, whatever I'm imagining, it has emotions in that scene. And then I will speak to the kids and say, oh, maybe that character would say da-da-da-da-da-da, you know, but that all still comes from the emotion that I'm imagining in my head. And I do it uh, piece by piece. And sometimes I might have a, uh, the ending, a, a so-called ending in my mind, and I'm stuck on that ending. Right, and so, um, and I'm dreaming about this ending. Like uh, uh, that ending is everything. It's gonna happen. That ending is gonna happen. Then I allow creation to just unfold uh, the the emotions and the scenery that will lead up to that particular scene. That makes sense. Makes perfect that's sense. That's how to. Uh, yeah, that's how I do both of them. So it's no, even I went to school for production and uh, theater writing, uh, and it's a bunch of different techniques they tell you to use. There's a lot of platforms, not platforms, but softwares that you could use to make your outline uh, for your screenplay. You can do an outline, do it that way. Index cards, people do it that way. Um, but for me, that is the way. I like it. And then I love the when it's over and you see how it unfolded. It makes me feel like I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? And and that's another thing as an artist, you know, just the humble pieces, everything—not humble, but just being grateful to to know that these this imagination, these words that come from another place that's outside of us. I feel like you know. and so that's how I
1: lead
0: into doing any artwork that I have have done. It comes from imagery, even when I'm writing poetry. Um. Well, so again, you said that you don't have, you can't think of any influences at the moment with the poetry. Is there any influences in your uh, writing style? With a uh, with theater and with 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 story writing, with narratives, with.
2: Yes, Nathan, Nathan Ross Freeman.
1: As <laughs> I evolved, he was
2: my, my mentor. Yeah. So as I evolved and then hooked up with him and then was like, you're going to be my mentor. So his style of writing is everything to me. He's the one that made me see the emotions in um in the writings. Because his writings are so emotional. And then the words that he used and how he delivers Some of his words is wonderful. He made me learn how to slow down and really capture moments through action laws when you're you're doing your film. Through action laws, just like what does the room look like and what story is that room telling? Those parts of the film makes it great to me, more so than dialogue. So like all of my poems that I write really short and sweet, I don't have a long poem because I feel like you can say a whole lot with a little bit in the way you deliver it. So I want to capture that. I don't even want to waste time into making it long when I can get the same thing across. How can I get this across with little words, little to no words. And film is like that too. I love i love to create film that doesn't have a lot of talk and, and cut shots sometimes don't don't cut just keep it going just move the movement of life is everything and yeah i'm sorry i went on I, I no I went no
0: on. again this is your time so i don't care if you have like mm-hmm. a 10 10 20 minute discuss, uh 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 explanation or something it's your time tiffany okay all right all right so that's why you got the same first name as my favorite is my favorite ex-girlfriend anyway um I was wondering if you're gonna catch that so okay so first so couple things number one Nathan Ross Freeman uh when I did this uh film uh dang it I keep forgetting the name of it but it was with goodly frame theater. Um, we were all doing monologues and um, all the actors got up with a monologue that a writer wrote, right? I got and I saw that I was doing um, a piece by a character named Noah and it was written by Mr. Freeman, right? First of all, I heard about him. I know of the legendary writer that he is. I said, oh, shit. Nate Wall, okay. I okay, okay. We're gonna be on my I gotta I gotta I gotta bring it like like I know I'm a great actor, so I got to show that I'm a great actor with this one. I did it during the live stream. Uh one of the writers uh put ADQ plus uh NRF thumbs up. I guess that meant that I did a great job. And he and he was very pleased with it. Thank you.
2: Yeah, um, you
0: should have him on your show. I want to get him on. I've been trying to get him on. He's going to come. He's. Uh, I'm putting that out there. I'm going to get Nathan Ross Freeman on here. And I will say, as far as my writing goes, <clears throat> um, if if I'm like really honest, the two people who had distinct styles who uh, influenced me the most, I would say, are. The great August Wilson and Quentin Tarantino. Um, oh, yeah. I love Tarantino. I wish he didn't use the N-word so many times, but eh. um, I love Tarantino.
2: Camera, I mean, camera
0: shots are awesome. Yeah. He changed the
2: game with his, the cameras.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm glad you brought camera shots. The cutaway camera shots is what freaking ruined the Aretha Franklin movie. They kept cutting away, cutting away, <laughs> cutting away, cutting away. The acting was good, but the cutaways, I felt like I was watching, I felt like I was watching the, I felt like I was watching Saturday Night Live versus a biography of the Queen of Soul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was like, the transition
2: was, it's, it was weird how they chose that, but I
0: don't know. Yeah, I'm like, yo. Quick on the way. Let me see Marlon Wayne's be so.
2: What are you talking about? The one with Jennifer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah, it was the, cut, the acting was good. It yeah, you're right. It, but it was a lot of cutaway. Yeah, it um, was which made it seem like more of like a lifetime movie.
0: Yeah, I'm like. Quit cutting away from Marlon Wayans. Let me enjoy seeing Marlon freaking Wayans. The dude who sat in a bathtub, butt naked, eating eating cereal. Let me see him be an abusive husband. Let me see him in his dramatic role. There, I grew up on Marlon Wayans. Rolling. yeah. I mean, like that's when you—that's
2: what I'm telling you. People have the story is too long. The only reason why they was cutting these scenes is because they needed to. uh They had a lot, a lot of shit to say. Sometimes don't say nothing and let the camera say everything. Like keep that camera rolling. Yeah, I agree. He could because he did a wonderful acting job. Yes. And if it wasn't for the cutaways, that he could really, you know, got into it.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, the. I wonder if they do that. So, what? Thanks for bringing
1: that
2: up.
0: Oh, yeah. Like,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, 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 I don't know if you've seen Uncut Gems. Have you seen Uncut Gems? Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems? Okay. Bring up a movie. Just Mm -hmm. name any movie that you love. Any movie. Anything. Past or present. Anything. You said
2: Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems? Adam Sandler? Is it on Netflix?
0: It it uh, it was on Netflix, but what I want, but what I want you to do is like name any movie, any movie, and uh and uh tell you how either the cutaways or the non-cutaways were uh productive. Any movie,
2: Vanilla Sky.
0: Name another one. I haven't seen Vanilla Sky. Vanilla Sky. You
2: gotta watch Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise. Um.
1: Let's say, oh, uh, Ray, okay, oh.
0: thank you. Let's talk about Ray. Ray, okay, so okay, this is a great, this is a great comparison. So Aretha, so respect was supposed to do for the culture where Ray did, right? because Aretha Franklin is a wonderful, powerful, incredible figure what,
2: what, no Ray.
0: It wasn't you. but it was supposed to be. It was supposed yeah. it was marketed like it was going to. But in Ray there wasn't really any, there were cutaways but not nearly as much as Dagon Aretha, right? With Ray, you kept on going through the story. You were locked in. You were locked in. I was so locked in that when he that when he was in the uh and yeah, this is spoiler alert, but hey, it's been out for Dagon near 20 years. So if you yeah, haven't seen my right is- name they say that. but uh, during the scene when he's in the rehab clinic and he has the flat and he has the flashback, right? And he's uh, trying to find his brother, and he takes off his glasses. I'm like, oh shit, it's Jamie Fox. I mean, I knew that I knew that Ray Charles was being played by Jamie Fox this yeah. So what? Yeah, but it's
2: like. Well, with Jamie Foxx, I forgot it was Jamie Foxx. He did such a great, great acting job. He did such a great acting job. And then I, one, another thing I love about Ray is how they have the story within the story. His, sorry, his
4: within story the
2: story. Ray. Yes, the story of Ray Charles becoming the singer and the story of Ray Charles overcoming addiction is two separate stories within one. Yeah. And they showed that by what led to his addiction in a, it, uh, in another way, in a different way, you know, with the flashback scenes. But it was reoccurring throughout the whole movie. You see what I'm saying? Every, every conclusion kind of happened at the same time of these two different stories that was going on in the film. And I think that was genius. And it kept everybody like, because right when you get used to one scene, it'll be a flashback of with his mama and her cooking, you know what I'm saying? They showed his behind the eyes. I loved it. I loved it every bit of it. Every bit of it. But with You're um with Aretha, I was tapped in. With her film, it was more like life, like uh the Lifetime movies. Lifetime.
0: I'm sorry, I don't watch the Lifetime movies. Last Lifetime movie I saw was on Netflix and it was surviving R. Kelly. It's Sorry. almost
3: like a it's
2: like a soap opera
3: movie. I
2: don't know. I cannot explain it. It was a mo- it's a movie, but it's soap opera-ish. It's a lifetime ish. It just got a different because they have a lot of cutaways. It has a different feel. I don't know if like, the director has not been
0: it was almost like it was almost like dialogue cut dialogue cut dialogue cut. Dialogue, cut. I mean, dang. Y'all not even going to let me pay my popcorn. Story at the same time.
2: It was still a good story. Her story is still a good story, but yeah. yeah of it was Dialogue, cut, dialogue, cut. No time to ponder on the the rage of a person. No time to ponder on, you know, the triumphs. No, cut. Yeah, you're right.
0: The Tina Turner movie was good. I mean, the What's Love Got To Do With It was great as well. You know that made me want to choke the light skin at Lor- uh, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> he did a he did
2: a hell
0: of a job. Yeah, I mean he was just straight up lovable as furious. Uh, um, in 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 Boys in the Hood, he was like, oh man, I wish Lawrence Fishburne was my dad. My daddy one.
2: is that my daddy?
0: <laughs> he was lovable for Aquila and the Bee and stuff. He, you know, I'm sure he was great as Morpheus. But you just cannot unsee him slapping the piss out of Angela Bassett that much. But a couple more questions. I don't know uh, how much time I got for you for, but a couple more questions. Um.
2: more, I'm hungry.
0: Well, I haven't eaten. Well, last thing I ate was a banana. I'm trying to I'm trying to hear me. Oh, heck, I'm about to eat some salad myself. Um, and I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. Um, and I appreciate you giving me this time. I really appreciate you, Tiffany. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: It's been great.
0: I'm glad. I'm really glad. Um, so your film style. Um, first of all, I keep hearing you. This is my third weekend seeing you in a row. Three three weekends in a row. I keep hearing you talking about dialing back, dialing back, dialing back. With all this film knowledge that you have given the future, with all this film knowledge that you're sharing and stuff, talking about how you create in everything, you're not dialing back from the
2: filmmaking, are you? If it do come, I will I love filmmaking. So if the opportunity comes, I will partake in it. And I but I get, you know, I get, I get paid to do a lot of film work too. So um, and it's behind the scene film work more so, and I like doing that as well. But yeah, if the opportunity presents itself, I'll definitely do something. The budget has to be there. I'm not doing nothing just to be doing something. So it's a different me. Before I would do it because I just wanted to do it and, you know, um, the fun and not be there and just make it happen and, you know, but I'm not, I'm no longer in that space. Um, so if the opportunity come along,
0: with pay, I would do it and have fun doing it okay I meant to I meant to mention uh my the way I write I didn't I, I'm sorry I forgot to mention how I write pretty much I write the same way Jay-z writes um, first it starts in my head huh
2: okay, you can to tell me
0: okay oh yeah, yeah yeah see first it starts in my head and then, this mostly happens at my apartment, so people don't see me. Uh well, sometimes it happens in public. I'm sorry, yo. But uh I find myself talking to myself, right? Uh, quit looking at me like that. Uh I find myself talking, I find myself talking to myself in these characters, and I feel like if I'm having a full-fledged conversation with myself in character, then I got something. So I write it down.
2: Got it. I yeah. like
0: that. Thank you. I feel because I think that um, every single character is from me. Sometimes I make up someone. Sometimes I base someone off of someone. Um, one writing advice that I utilize is every, most, most of what I'm going to put out is going to have a black male lead in his mid-30s because that's me. Um, that might change when I hit my forties, but who knows, but that's where I'm at right now in these early stages of my writing. I say early stages cause I've written and produced one play, one, another play that I wrote is about to go up in Winston, uh, in August. And so, yeah, um, I'm grateful to be in this space, uh, along with y'all writers and sit and Google, getting on my damn nerves right now. Um, but last question is um before I saw you before I saw you these three weekends in a row this trifecta of Tiffany Power um last time I saw you was at a mental health uh thing I'm sorry I don't know another for lack of a better term uh this gathering for this mental health gathering that was sponsored by Keisha um. So, if you don't mind, please uh, share your view on mental health and the importance of acknowledging it.
2: I feel feel like I just hit you with something. You had the book. You had the book, book, Post Traumatic Slavery Syndrome. Right. So, I feel like it's a lot of uh, people in our community that do have mental health issues uh, because of where this generation is coming from um it's we had to deal with a lot and it's a lot of memory that has been passed on through dna um, that creates certain behaviors in this that may be self sabotaging right mm-hmm. so um, that can make you feel in a low place when you seem like you can't get it right um, and so i think us recognizing um the mindset of people in our community and recognizing that it is a uh, an effect from our past, I think um, it's important to have people talk out loud about their shit, you know, you know what I'm saying? And not be judged to do that. So anytime it's a mental health rally, you know, giving people opportunity. I love that Keisha did that. I hope she does it again because she gave the opportunity to for people to tell about what they're going through and then the panel being able to relate and give their advice, not saying that they got to take it, but it's there for them. And when it's something there for you, you feel supported. So you'll have more power to overcome whatever is going on in your life. So yes, mental health is, um, that was, I hosted that event and I was wanting to go into 2020 hosting more events. So that was my, um, in 2019, that was what I was really looking forward to is to hosting events. Uh, but then all of that happened and everything shut down.
0: Um, but I will yes, very, it's very important. I, um, as a people, I will reiterate that I don't know what your spiritual beliefs are. If if they're Christian, I don't want to like step on, I don't want to be disrespectful but um you're fine you're fine yourself um <laughs> but now for real um um i um i believe that we have had this uh, western christian doctrine so ingrained in us that it has taught us to just pray over our the pray past our um mental health issues um and like a lot of re- a lot of the reason why uh, it has carried over from slavery is because we never actually took time to acknowledge. it. I mean, the slaves, the Juneteenth, uh, when it actually happened, June nineteenth, uh, eighteen sixty-five. You think that they all found some mental health counselor uh, to talk about the Holocaust that they had just been through? Of course not. They just kept on working, kept on sharecropping, kept on producing babies, and through DNA the passing
2: down. down. And that's how the trauma continued to go because nobody did any healing so it just keeps it keeps living and if you if we don't get to the root of it you we're, it's going to continue to pass pass down so you are correct it was yeah. through christianity um just praying over things and i mean hey they did a great job that was their job if they won the war they wanted to make everybody do what they wanted them to do in a perfect way of having us more docile was through the religion that they was teaching us. So, um, yeah, but praying over it and I'm not saying I love the power, the power of words is very important. Um, mm-hmm. but the power of action is important as well. You know, and then we was not taught to pray correctly as our ancestors, you know, you pray with power. We would play, we would pray as a victim. If you're in the victim mindset, then you're gonna keep on being victimized. So we were, it was really cursing ourselves over and over again when you're at the altar crying, weeping, praying for whatever. You're not that's not the time to call things towards you. It's not the time. You need to call things towards you in a in a place of uh, being grateful, you need to call things towards you in a place of uh, an abundance and joy and happiness. Not when you are very in the low vibration. That's not the time. That time is to shut up, be still.
0: I was putting my head to the mic as you were saying that because uh, I was just thinking to myself, "Shut up, Adrian. Just now's not the now's not the time to be a jackass." <laughs> Because what was you gonna say? I was just about to be like, I was just about to start mocking how people do it at the altar. Oh
1: Jesus! Oh bless my God!
0: Oh my Lord! I'm such a jackass, man.
1: I'm,
2: I'm horrible. I'm you that energy why would you want to spread all that energy across the congregation and everybody in the, you know, no. go home and get this shit all the way together and close them doors? You got to find God within you yourself and get that healing. That's external. They want an external validation for them feeling bad about whatever is going on in their life. I need y'all to witness me have this breakdown. You know? No. And then they would want Jesus to help them. They really be wanting Jesus to help them. But then next Sunday they back at the altar.
0: I would say I would say if these people really knew who Jesus was, it would throw them for a loop. It would throw them for a loopity loop. Jesus was not some damn hippie sitting up there saying, I have come. Damn, my teeth are yellow.
2: Wasn't that perfect to paint him as that? You see? I'm telling you, like, people get writing. They write in this shit for us. It's a whole script. Like, that was wonderful. Let me write. We're going to make Jesus, who they serve, really seem passive got to be passive because we want them to
0: be passive. If their God is passive, they'll be passive. Turn the other cheek. Just saying. First of all, Jesus, Uh, first of all, Jesus, and I'm speaking of Jesus as if Jesus actually existed, I um, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning. I'm questioning, right?
3: Yeah, but talk if he about- did exist, if well, he did with-
2: exist, and you go by the one that's in the uh, the Bible, he was a very he was a warrior, and it I was don't all understand four. how. Right, yeah, and uh, people have this um, whole white Jesus personality embedded in in them. They're not understanding like there's so many things in th- in that Bible. For you to go by if you really was a Christian and, and did what you would want to do what it says because the Jesus is that God is a God of wrath. You know, if <laughs> it says it all the time, you know, like you're going to be cursed and all this stuff. So I I'm not understanding uh, people that want to follow because of the you know they, they haven't seeked anything else to follow or they want something to follow and they're not willing to do to not have something to follow. But um, yeah, it's just it's a weird thing. I should say it's just a weird thing for me anyway. It uh sorry. Uh,
0: I'm just, I'm light just, sage. so what? I said, sorry, I'm
2: gonna light my sage.
0: Oh, yeah, burn that sage, burn that sage, throw some of that sage here, too. Yeah, so you really get rid of demons and whatnot. Now, as you are lighting <laughs> yourself, thank you, I receive that queen. Um, as you are, as you are killing those demons and evil spirits and whatnot. As we wrap this up, because you
2: know we're talking the what? I said I had to put put this on because we're talking about uh all that Christianity. I don't want none of that sleep over here. You don't want no Christians over there, for y'all. huh? You
0: don't want no Christians over there. Okay, so you, oh, so you no. on the same page as me?
2: Christians,
0: I just don't want none of it, you know, lingering around because I was just playing around with it. You
3: know what I'm saying? I like Christians
0: too. I don't any I would say Christianity is my base. I know mm-hmm. more of the Bible than I know any other, than I know any other books that I, that I show for you. Mm-hmm. I quote a lot of the mm-hmm. Bible, so it's my base. Um, but I know. That I know that what I have what I've been taught is a the fir, is a direct. Uh, let's see what's the word I'm looking for is from the um, post traumatic slave disease that um, has uh, gone yeah. from generation to generation yeah christianity at his at its core at its core when it was begin when it was started in africa beautiful thing beautiful thing but when you come in but when you bring it here and you put patriotism and classism and consumerism um and capitalism attached to it, bring out this whole prosperity bullshit put out uh have all these broke people try to Kiss the passes behind whatnot and going around telling you, oh, 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 you talking about chakras? Oh, you talking about your ancestors? Satan!
2: Down, Satan! Evil, evil and dark. It's very evil and dark when you put everything in the mix. But like you did say in, in the beginning, it was not for that. But we are so hung on what we've been taught. We won't even see what it is like, what what the base was we won't go back that far because we're so stuck into going to church on Sundays that really really did it for me when you're not willing to change and go to your sanctuary on Sabbath you're so stuck in the way that your master had taught you you not go by what the rules say in the book that you were going by that's what did it for me that's what I was like. So you're doing the same thing that I'm that I'm doing. I'm just doing mine out loud. What I'm doing, I take certain things from the Bible that does serve me, and then I take things from my life experiences. They really doing the same thing. They, it's like I'm going go to. I'm pretending. I am pretending like I am a Christian, but I'm not going to do everything that a Christian does. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the same thing. I got both holy books. I see, but yeah, so that is just mind-boggling to me. And like you, you don't. That, nobody has enough power to say, "Wait a minute, the day is not the Sabbath. Sunday is not the Sabbath day. Let's go back to the basis and go to church on our Sabbath because everyone is used to going on Sunday. They dismiss that. That's supposed to be going. That's one of the law. So you dismiss that for your comfort of what was you have been tricked into going on Sunday but you want I, to trick you want to keep being tricked
0: they fall for the cap Tiffany they fell for the cap but thankfully Thank you. thankfully young people like me and you young people like me and you I love I just love the way you look at me right now Young people like me and you are intertwined in a generation where we are like lifting the lids off of the cap and realizing all of the feces that we have been that uh, we have been generally, generally, generationally uh, forcefully fed. Now, Mm -hmm.
1: I just
0: want to say real quick that. I don't know. I don't know how much. I don't know how much you thought you would you would enjoy this conversation, but I've had you on here for almost two hours. Now, so as we wrap this up, what do you got coming up? And how can people get in contact with you if they want to do a film with you? If they want to coerce you back into the into the the the, the, the theater. The theater. Uh, if they wanted to. If they wanted to tell you uh, that they love your locks, if they wanted to um, have Tiffany speak, how can people get in contact with you? Can't nobody see no words on that daggone head except for Russell. How can people get in contact with you?
2: So um, just go to my Instagram, which is lady.speaks with the X. Um, And if you're on Facebook, I am up there, Tiffany with the Y and speaks with the X. Um, Yeah, just hit me up on those two platforms if you need me to uh, host an event, if you need assistance in hosting an event, if you need assistance in film work, uh, if you need assistance in production work. uh, Those are all the things that I'm into now. And what's next for me is, you know, people contact me with contracts to either help them with podcasting or uh, um, assign me on with the contract to help with some behind the scene work. So that's what I've been focusing on right now. And it's been pretty cool. um, Something new. Yeah. So yeah, if you need me, hit me up.
0: Speaking of somebody who might, speaking of somebody who might need uh, your uh, services one day, uh, what are you, what is your retainer?
2: If you go to com. You can get
0: that information there. FM Consulting with the G group.com. Okay, so if you are a fan of Tiffany and you are watching this, if you're from Paper the Film, if you're from GSO of Black Wall Street, and if you want to contact me, ADQ, yo, you can hit me up at ADQ4Christ at gmail.com. Uh, let's see, Dion Chocolate Guy 85 on Instagram. I mean, yo, the reason why is obvious. Um, Avenue 80 underscore 85 on Twitter and uh Adrian Dion Quarles on Facebook. Oh, yeah, if you are like if you are watching this on YouTube, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. But Adrian Dion Quarles on you, uh, on Facebook, A D R I A N D I O N Q U A R L E S. Please do not call the CIA on me, Tiffany. It has been wonderful, wonderful, incredible conversing with you. I look forward to working with you on a film and getting that zero dollar retainer fee. Um, okay, I was hoping you would laugh. Um, I look, I look forward to seeing you for a fifth weekend in a row. I mean, for a fourth weekend in a row. I feel like it's going to happen. The the yo, the energy is out there. And yo, for all that you do, all that you contribute to our community and everything, you, ma'am, are a value, love, necessary, needed member of the renaissance. Our people are better with you. Thank you for all you do. Hurry up and cheer for it, Thank you. It
2: was a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for coming through. Now, I don't know if you're going to stick around, but I want... To show the world, I'm in this video. This is going to be the last time y'all see me in a video weighing 300 and something daggone pounds. Lord Jesus. Good job.
2: Good job, good job.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully I get back down to my life is good weight, which was 190. Anyway, this is my man, Otis. Otis, Otis Simpson. With this incredible, incredible song, we're gonna hit the share screen. This incredible song making my way to you, written and directed by him. Let's check this out. Y'all need
1: to hear. So I'm
3: gonna go back here and you should hear him, all right? the city trying to do my thing to just enlighten and educate and entertain but I don't know some of y'all might not be entertained tonight some of y'all might not like what I have to say but I'm learning how to not perform for people anymore and to live authentically so I just want to go ahead and put that out there I love y'all I hope by the time you hear these poems, you're gonna love me too. Do we have any mothers in the house? Do we have any mothers in the house tonight? All right, I'm one too. By the way, you're gonna find that out. We got (laughs) any fathers in the house tonight? Yeah, Yeah. happy Father's Day to y'all. And um. Alright, well, I just need to, I need to travel a little bit to, you know, feel my vibe, get into the, you know, the atmosphere and everything. But I'm going to go ahead and start these poems. I just want to let y'all know that I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. first piece is a newly penned piece. Um, I don't have it memorized yet, which is why I'm reading tonight. But um, some of y'all will feel me, some of y'all might not. But um, like I said, you know, I got to spit the truth, my truth. So here we go. This one is called My Manifesto. I will go to war over my child. No, 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 because see, y'all don't understand how she got here. God took me from barren to birthing. She was manifested from prayer, chant, and ritual. Her blossom into this world was fertilized by the passing of a matriarch. See, it took angels holding vigil from me so that she could have safe passage. And the world paused, if only for a moment, upon her awakening as if to meditate upon the force of nature that had just been born. My breath caught in my throat until hours became synchronized. And every time her heart skips a beat, I feel it in my chest too because she is mine and I will go to war for mine. Now, <clears throat> logic tells me that I cannot possibly protect her from every disappointment, heartbreak, or harsh lesson that life has to offer, nor should I want to. But what in the world is logical about unconditional love? Because if it is, then I don't wanna be that. For once, I wanna not think and just act. Operate in the role I was designed for. Protector, queen mother, wisdom, guide. To hold her up as a light high above the waxing and waning of these dysfunctional times. So this poem ain't about lessons <laughs> or upbringing or teaching my child how to navigate the rocky waters of life. No, see, this poem is strictly my manifesto, a declaration, an incessant reminder, should you need one, that I will go to war over my child. Yeah. So if you think, then I'm gonna sit idly by and let the world be her downfall? You must have me mistaken for somebody else. Yes, the world will try to tear her apart, but I promise you, before you get to her, you will first meet me. I will be at every door, window, or portal to ward off the beast hounding her. It is written that I will yank down gods and uproot devils to preserve the beauty with which she sees the world. As long as there is breath in my body and light behind my eyes, Don't you dare think you're gonna come against my house and the force of a thousand ancestors won't come barreling down your neck because at my pride, they move with force and intent because we don't play about ours. What I couldn't accomplish for myself, I know now, has been stored up to bequeath unto her. Dominion and prosperity, To nurture her dreams and solidify her confidence to protect her from the malcontent the evil and the ruthless of that which has been sent only to kill steal destroy and make her lament so don't let them use you y'all because i hate to inform you you will lose if you bring the issues to our door because i will go to war over my child I was tasked with her protection, to be her guide, and to trust in the divine to teach me how to clear a path for her best self to rise. And I take my assignment hella seriously. So I simply suggest that you stay out of my way, should you harbor any malice or malcontent. Cause there ain't no force on earth like a mama bear with an ax to grind. And that try me if you want to, crooking her neck. We have been known to move heavens and earths, cast mountains into the sea, lift two-ton cars, and sacrifice everything that is we to preserve, the, to make sure that they are afforded every ounce of joy, peace, and love that they deserve. Now the system might have given me crap, but it will never touch her as long as my legacy stands upright. She will not inherit my trauma. She will not suffer the sins of her father. She is my mission, and I have chosen to accept it. So again, logic tells me that I cannot possibly protect her from every disappointment, heartbreak, or harsh lesson that life has to offer. But I damn sure are gonna make it my purpose. (laughs) To try until the day I leave this plane. And I suspect that even on that day, my astral form will learn how to fight in new, other, infinite ways. So if I tell you once, just intuit that I mean it a million times over, I will go to war over my child. Period and post-haste. My people be saying to me, damn you loud. But with quiet insurance, I can say to you, fuck around and find out. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I am going to move on to a piece, my last final piece. Um, This one is new to y'all. I actually wrote it in 2016 um, but it has never been shared until I was on Crazy Callers podcast uh, in April for National Poetry Month. And um, I wrote it because that year, Greensboro was the host city for uh, Southern Five Poetry Jam. Gorgeous land.